This is Trail Tales, a running podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean Soban and David Waters. We'll discuss everything to do about running. It doesn't matter if you're a new runner or an experienced racer. The stories and guests at Trail Tales ARP will keep you entertained. From the trails to the road to the track. If it's running, find it right here on Trail Tales ARP. Run wild! Hey guys, welcome to Season 4, Episode 7 of Trail Tales ARP. I am your host, Sean Sobon. And it's hard to believe that it's November right now, especially where I'm living in uh, in Ontario and Canada. I'm not sure what your weather is like, but uh, we're on like week two of blue skies and double-digit temperatures. And uh, as great as that is, I hate to admit this, but I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed by the warm weather because... It takes a long time to acclimatize to cooler weather. We had one snowstorm where we got maybe six, seven inches of snow and the roads were crap and there were car accidents everywhere. And something happens in your mind and to your body where you realize, okay, it's going to be cold out now and I'm going to have to dress a little bit warmer. But you acclimatize, you get used to it. And that transition takes some time. And the funny thing is when the warm weather comes, you need 10 minutes and you're good to go. You don't need to acclimatize as long so I have to go through this whole process over again are you kidding me that's just the way it is I guess so November is looking good I looked at the extended forecast and we're still going to have you know uh, just below double digits or into the double digits for the rest of the month so kind of a kind of an odd November but hey I guess I'll take it been really looking forward to running in the snow but uh, I guess I'll put that on the back burner um, also, I want to take this opportunity, guys, to to thank you, the audience, the listeners, the ones who come and uh, listen to our show on a regular basis. We really do appreciate it, and I can't I can't thank you enough. The emails that I get, or you know, the messages on Instagram, or the likes on the Facebook page, it, it really does mean a lot, and it really does enhance. Um, and this selfishly, it enhances my experience on creating the podcast and motivates me to keep putting out content and and putting myself out there. And it really is appreciated. Um, and I know Dave feels the same way. It's just so cool. And um, yeah, like, it's just so neat. I never thought that this podcast would would increase my reach around the world to get to talk to some wonderful, wonderful people. And I love hearing your stories and, and giving you a platform to share your stories. And it really is a great little group that we have here. And I really appreciate it. Um, for future shows, we have some great upcoming guests. I'm really excited um, within the next week or so. I'm going to have the Coach Jeff from the Coach Jeff podcast, who's the host of the Running Podcast, Old Guy Muay Thai Podcast, the Posty Bike Podcast. Coach Jeff's been podcasting since 2007, and uh, my relationship with him goes back to 2012 when I started running. He's the very first running podcaster that I listened to, and I've listened to him throughout all my years of running, and I've talked about him on the show before, and the yearly event he holds, and the run for the sun, and everything with the running streak. So I finally reached out to him, and uh, he's going to be on the show. I'm going to be talking to him in a few days. Um, and he's in Brisbane, Australia, so it's going to be really neat to uh, to have him on the show. And in, in all honesty, he's the one who kind of put the bug in my ear to start a podcast. I had a chat with him years ago, and, and we talked about what you need, what's required, and I kind of let it sit on the back burners until 
finally put things into action when we started this show. So you guys are in for a treat to 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 listen to Coach Jeff talk. And I'm also in the works of trying to get uh, North American Canacross on the show as well. Um, and they are based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and their mission is to promote the sport of Canacross in North America. And we touched on what Canacross is a few episodes back um, with Karen Mura um, from Lucy Dog Adventures and her dog Lucy and you know they can across all over upstate New York and uh, if you haven't heard that show it's a, it's a really good show to listen to so it's it's been uh, it's been an interesting journey so far and um, you know I can't wait to keep getting more guests on and, and bringing them out to you we're always working on getting guests and everything so that's been really good I'm gonna take a quick break right here and I'll come on back welcome back from the break i thought we'd have a little fun guys and i found a great article uh, from attendly.com and this was written by gabrielle paulo ricafrente from june 9th 2015 i'll uh link the article to the show notes so the article is about Wacky Races, Seven Bizarre and Unusual Running Races from Around the Globe. We all have different ways of coping with the challenges of running. Some turn to audiobooks or music, while others try to gamify the experience and pretend they're being chased by zombies. Been there, done that. Injecting a little humor can also go a long way, especially when the pain and fatigue set in. If you're tired of all the serious faces on your regular marathon, Don't add to them. Instead, pack your gear and try running in one of the world's bizarre and wacky races. Costumes are optional. The first one we talk about here is Le Marathon de Madoc. This is in France, and the bragging rights allow you to say that you could run under the influence, stuffing yourself with good food while you're running. The hazards are intoxication, indigestion, dehydration, and projectile vomiting. They rate this on the whack meter of a scale from 1 to 10, a 10. The Marathon du Madoc is a marathon like no other, combining running, costumes, fireworks, entertainment, fine wine, and the best food the region has to offer. It's held every September, and this unique marathon takes place in France's famed Bordeaux region, and runners can indulge in 23 glasses of vin on the way to the finish line. I don't think I'd make it to the finish line. Uh, The race president, Vincent Fabe, says the ultimate goal is not getting a good time, but having a good time. That is uh, something interesting. That's pretty crazy. There's some good pictures on here, too. You'll have to check out the website. The second one on the list is Man vs. Horse Marathon. Your bragging rights are that you outrun one of the fastest animals ever. The hazards are simply getting kicked or trampled by a horse and rough terrain. But us trail runners don't mind the terrain. It's a 7 on a scale of 1 to 10 on the wacky meter. This all started out in 1980 when a landlord overheard an argument between two of the patrons in his pub. The argument was that over a significant distance across country, man and horse were equals. The race was organized to prove a point, but the horse dominated each event until 2004 when elite runner Hugh Loeb finally won the event for the humans and the 25,000 pound prize that came with it. Held every June in the small town of Lantward Wells, Wales, the event attracts hundreds of runners and horses alike, although the horses aren't allowed to fill out the forms themselves. 
The third one, very popular one I'd love to run in the future, the Walt Disney Marathon. Your bragging rights consist of checking out my shiny new Mickey Mouse medal and the hazards are seeing a cartoon character you really hated growing up. It's an 8 on the wacky meter. Imagine running a full marathon. You're tired, sweaty, and probably in pain. Then out of nowhere, Goofy jumps in your space and starts dancing around you while showering you with confetti. The most magical marathon in the world takes place in Disney World Resort, Florida, and is jam-packed with fun. Runners get to run in all four theme parks in the magical world of Disney and take in all the fun attractions lined along the 26.2-mile course. Popular Disney characters and entertainment aim to cheer the runners and participate participants get to live their childhood dream of meeting mickey mouse in the flesh plus finishers get a mickey mouse medal fourth on the list is cooper's hill cheese roll oh we've all seen these videos the bragging rights i only lost two front teeth you can get a concussion broken bones or missing teeth as the hazards it's a 10 on the wacky meter if you thought a cheese roll was food, think again. This annual event in Brockwich, South Gloucestershire in the UK is one of the wackiest races ever. Contestants line up on the top of Cooper's Hill and prepare to risk life and limb to chase after a 9-pound double Gloucester cheese round rolling downhill. The race officially starts when the cheese is rolled from the top and anyone crazy enough to chase after it runs down the hill. This is where it gets tricky. When you run downhill at a steep angle, you lose pretty much all control when gravity and momentum take over. The person who gets to the cheese first will win. Drum roll please, the whole cheese round that he just chased after. Talk about cheesy motivation. Now I'm going to give you a tip here. I think that uh, with this type of terrain and the um, immediate falling that's going to happen, it's probably good if you have a couple drinks before kind of loosening you up and you kind of go with the momentum. Because if you you know if you're completely sober and of sound mind, you might try to uh, fight gravity, but uh, I don't think that's going to help you in this one. I wonder if uh, we've got we've got a a good portion of our audience in the UK. I wonder if anybody out there listening to this has done this. I'd love to hear about it. Uh, halfway through the wrist, Burrow Days World Championship Pack Burrow Race. Bragging rights: you hauled ass and won. The hazards: getting kicked or trampled by a donkey and rough terrain. It's a 7 on our wacky meter. This marathon celebrates the burros, which is Spanish for donkey, role in the old mining days of the small town in Colorado. The yearly event is held during the last weekend of July, and this year's burro days would fall on July 25th to 26th. Now, this is going back um, to 2015, so don't worry about that date. The actual race is tough and unpredictable because of the burro itself. Each runner will have to lead a burrow carrying 15 kilos of mining gear across 29 miles of rough terrain and ascend 4,000 meters up Mosquito Pass. Riding the burrow using a whip or being physical with it in any way will lead in an automatic disqualification. Runners are advised to treat their ass right. No comment. Krispy Kreme Marathon. Now we're talking. Did I ever mention to you guys that my wedding cake was a pyramid of Krispy Kreme donuts? True story. All right, bragging rights. 2,400 calories, that's nothing. Hazards are indigestion, stomach ache, nausea, and high blood sugar. It's a nine on the wacky meter. If you love eating donuts, head off to North Carolina, USA for the annual Krispy Kreme Challenge. The five-mile charity run involves running two and a half miles from North Carolina State Memorial Bell Tower to the downtown Krispy Kreme store, where runners must stuff themselves with 12 honey-glazed donuts packed with carbohydrates, sugar, and a waistline popping 2,400 calories. I could crush those. 
After the donut uh, debauchery, runners must head back the way they came for another two and a half mile run and a shot at winning the challenge. All of this must be done in one hour. Imagine running two and a half miles on a stomach full of donuts. I couldn't either. Homer Simpson would love this race. Personally, I think I'd want a nap after crushing those donuts, but uh, I don't know. I think I could do that one. All right, number seven, weirdest race, the self-transcendence 3,100-mile race. The bragging rights, I think I just transcended. The hazards are boredom, insanity, and more boredom. It's a 10 on our wacky meter. Insanity is doing something over and over again, expecting a different result. That's a little bit like running in the longest certified foot race in the world, the self-transcendence 3,100-mile race. Runners will have to run for 3,100 miles around an 883-meter city block, which translates to 5,649 steps for 52 days straight. They will have to run around the block for 18 hours a day with a minimum of 60 miles a day in order to complete this ridiculous race in the time given. 6 a.m. each day, the same 880-meter city block, same sights and sounds, 18 hours each day. Finishers will get the promise of transcendence, plus they know what it will feel like to be a hamster running in a wheel. You have to be a little nuts to run around the same block for 52 straight days, so hats off to the finishers. That's just like a run streak. I don't think that's that crazy, to be honest with you. Honorable mention, the Loch Ness Underwater Marathon. There's a picture here of a guy in some crazy scuba gear. If you ever seen the SpongeBob movie when that uh, scuba diver picks up SpongeBob and Patrick, that's what this guy looks like in the photo. Uh, for the bragging rights are I ran underwater. The hazards, getting eaten by Nessie, drowning, hypothermia, falling off rock ledges. I don't think Nessie would eat anybody. It's a 10 on the difficulty meter. Marathon runner Lloyd Scott was raising money for charity in 2003, so he decided to run an underwater marathon in the cold and murky waters of Loch Ness Lake. A one-off marathon, he donned an old diving suit and ran for 26.2 miles underwater and even fell 15 feet into a rock ledge 100 meters deep because visibility was almost zero. It took him 12 days to accomplish his run, but when he emerged on the other side, it was well worth the challenge. That one seems very scary, and I would never do that, but that's pretty cool. And then there's another picture of him underwater. Creepy. While the sport of running demands our respect, it's okay to have a little fun during a run. Take in the sights, enjoy the experience, and appreciate the fact that you're still able to run without injury. If you want a fun and bizarre adventure, try running a marathon that's similar to the ones that we just talked about. Almost every city or town has a fun, themed run of some sort nowadays. Join in and let off some steam. And thus ends our article. Oh, it was a little bit of fun. There were some interesting ones there, I think, for sure. Some that even caught me off guard. And I'm I'm used to all sorts of crazy stuff, considering the work I do. But uh hope you guys enjoyed that, too. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and uh, wrap it up. Welcome back from the break. If you guys have been checking out the Trail Tales website, trailtalesarp.com, you would have noticed that uh, we started a new feature there called Coach Talk with Sean and Alex, where our mission is to bring you um, scientifically based articles um, that pertain to 
different strategies and nutritional advice based in science that can that are shown to help improve your running and your endurance and everything. So our first article that we did was written by Alex Maycock, who's a contri- contributor to the show now, and you can actually check out his profile uh, under the R team on the main menu of the website. Anyhow, Alex talked about beets and, and beetroot juice supplementation and how it, can, how it has been shown to uh, improve, improve uh, performance in running. Uh, the second article is up on the website now too. Uh, I wrote this one and I looked at uh, creatine phosphate supplementation or phosphocreatine. And it's a well-known supplement. It's been around for years. Bodybuilders use it and things like that. And I looked at it from a different angle and... Um, how it can actually help you improve your endurance. Um, You'll have to read the article to see how I came to that conclusion. Um, And we are going to do a subsequent YouTube video within the coming days, and we'll kind of break that down a little bit more too. And interesting enough, um, kind of excited to do this. Creatine is something I used back in my bodybuilding days, but I didn't use it regularly or religiously. Um, But I'm going to go and test out the theory, test out my own... uh, my own article here and what I'm going to do is I'm going to head out to the track and I'm going to have to do it this month I guess before snow comes because all we have is an outdoor track in my little town. Um, So I'll do a time trial of 10 by 400 meter reps uh, with two minute rest period in between uh, the reps and this will be just as I am now with my current diet with my current training and um, then what I'll do is I'll take a rest week really where I'll just kind of do my normal running um, routine. Um, I won't do any speed work. And um, during that week, I'll do my loading phase of creatine with my dosing. And uh, once that uh, week is up and I'm all loaded up, I'll go back to the track and repeat my 10 by 400 meters with two minutes rest and see if there's a difference. Um, we'll kind of test it out. It's going to be interesting to see. And uh, I'll probably head out today to one of the nutrition stores and, and grab a canister of creatine so that's going to be kind of interesting um you know the science behind it is pretty good but i don't want to give away too much because i actually want you guys to go to the website and read the article and also if any if you guys have any questions about the articles that we have up there um, or comments please email them to me trailtalesarp at gmail.com whether it's a question for myself or for david or for alex uh, please send them our way and we will address them on the show absolutely 100 percent. we'll get back to you with an email as well um and speaking of emailing the show one thing I'd love to do in the future is I'd like to put together a Q&A show where we take your questions or comments and we do a whole show just based on that. So if there's anything you'd like to ask us or if you have any comments um, about the show or ideas you'd like us to discuss, anything, self-promotion, it doesn't really matter. We'd love to hear from you. So just send us an email, trailtalesarp at gmail.com. And that'll get to us, and uh, I'd love to do a Q&A show. I think that would be really neat. And it will help the audience get to know each other too, right? Um, you guys always hear me Babylon or Dave Babylon, but it'd be great to uh, to get to know you guys a little bit more and to know each other. So um, looking forward to that. So make sure you get out there on the email. And while I'm asking you to do stuff, um, I also want to ask you guys to go on to Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast, and please leave a review Um, If you can write a review, that would be great, or even just rate us and share this with your friends or with your circle. Uh, We'd love to, you know, grow the audience and get out there um, to other people and and meet other people as well and, and, 
you know, get more guests onto the show too. That would be really great. So those are two favors I'm going to ask from you and really do appreciate it. So I've also been toying with the idea now that we've got the YouTube channel up and running. Obviously, I need a lot of work and practice on editing and putting these shows together. I'm just using the basic video editor that my computer came with. And, you know, I'm going to learn as I go. Um, and I want to make, you know, good quality stuff. But uh, I'm I'm toying with the idea of actually, like, recording the podcast as well. So there would be the audio portion that you can, you know, listen to from your phone or while you're driving or while you're out on a run. But if you're at a desk or you're bored, you know, I was thinking of, of doing a, a video version of it on the YouTube channel as well. Initially, I just wanted the YouTube channel to be for the articles, to to be a supplement for the articles and kind of dive into it a little bit further. But I'm not sure. So let me hear what your thoughts are on that. And also, don't forget, if you haven't followed us on Instagram yet, uh, that's a great way to communicate with us and see what we're up to. It's trail underscore tails underscore ARP. And, you know, I'll put uh, posts up there about the articles that we're doing or upcoming episodes and just other random stuff that has to do with my running or running with Piper the Wonder Dog. So uh, she's doing really well, by the way. Um, She really enjoys running and it's great. I was in the, (laughs) speaking of Piper, I was in the garage the other day doing a treadmill run and usually I load up a Kong with like some treats and I'll seal it off with some cheese whiz or peanut butter for her and that should keep her occupied long enough to get my my treadmill run in. And uh, she finished that treat off while I was still running and then she just sat staring at me running on the treadmill and I could see in her eyes she wanted to get on the treadmill. So uh, I finished off my workout and she jumped right on there and she did a 10 minute run on her own. I didn't have to leash her up or stand by her. She just wanted to go on the treadmill. So it's really, uh, really cool to see her do that and want to get on the treadmill. She did that again last night, although she only went for a few minutes. But uh, yeah, Piper likes a treadmill. She likes to run and burn off energy. And it's really been such a great experience running with her. It's almost to the point now that I I feel naked not running with her, not having that uh, that leash around my waist and having her in front of me. It feels odd to run without her. So really do enjoy running with Piper and getting out on the trails. Um, that's where she, that's where she does it the best. She loves being on the trails and and she'll just run full bore sometimes. So it's a pretty good time with Piper. She really likes it. Um, so yeah, those are the two things on social media I wanted to talk to you about. And I guess we can get into my own running lately. It's been kind of strange for myself. Um, I found that I've been struggling with with energy, with my running. Like I'm, I'm. It's not for lack of motivation or anything. Like last night I was on the treadmill, and that might be part of it because you're on the treadmill. And um, I was going through my, you know, just a 5k run, and I got like halfway through. I'm like, I need to walk. I just, I think it was just, you know, my 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 mind just being like, I don't want to do this right now, and I was you know, trying to force myself through, but I was just sluggish and slow. And so I did a walk break and then, you know, ran and I kind of finished off the 5k like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It was just odd for me to feel that way. And I th- I think I know one of the big factors in that would be, <laughs> and you'll see there's a no coincidence here. I've had a really shitty diet since Halloween. Um, you know, and there's been some stress going on. So you put the available candy in front of my face and then you put the stress there too I'm going to stress eat I do that I wonder if any of you guys do that you just kind of stress eat and so I've been like you know eating all the chocolate bars and and all that junk and I think it's just it's it's affecting me now in terms of my performance so um 
over the past few days, I've slowly started to uh, to clean up my eating patterns and stuff. But I tell you, once you once you cave into that uh, that sugar craving, it's so hard to get off of it. So I'm kind of weaning myself off sugar. Um, today's probably the first day I haven't uh, given myself any like sweets or sugar like that, and it's good. I feel good about it. Um, it's funny. Last night before bed, I wanted like just. Um, you know, some prepared vegetables and maybe some spinach dip or something to bring with me to work because I was just like, I just don't want the sugar anymore and, you know, been weaning off a few days. So that's part of it. And the other thing I haven't let you guys know is I may have mentioned it on the show before. I've had kind of like this chronic issue with my left hamstring where my, it's almost feels like, you know, my, my left knee feels a little bit weak or fatigued and as it might buckle on me and it doesn't really hurt it doesn't really affect my running per se I do feel though that you know when I'm walking my stride is a little bit different on my left leg it just feels loose maybe if you will and I've gone to physio I've done acupuncture I've done my exercises I've tried strengthening it I've gone to Cairo and got tissue and massage and and pretty much everything and I've even you know laid off for a bit with resting and stuff and nothing's really helped and it's been to the point now where I'm at like three years and there have been periods where it hasn't felt as bad but then lately I've noticed one of my big symptoms coming back is really bad hamstring cramps and they usually come on when I'm sitting and you know my hamstring is flexed because my knees are bent but I had a really wicked cramp last week or so it was about eight minutes long and it was so painful so I called up my doctor and I said we need to relook at this because we hadn't done any imaging so I ended up getting an ultrasound done and it took about three weeks to get the results on that and um, turns out that I do have um, a tear on my left hamstring um, on the inside just just above my knee there's a tear there it's a partial tear it's not a full tear so I wonder if that's why it's not very painful although the ultrasound tech when she was doing the images she spent a lot of time at the back of my knee so I thought okay she sees something there but she pushed some pressure down there and it it was uncomfortable but again doesn't really hurt when I'm running or exercising so um, I've been referred to an orthopedic surgeon just to see because you know this has been resistant to less invasive types of therapy I don't think surgery will will be an option but I definitely like to get the opinion um, of the doctor and see what he says because you know I've never really had a tear like this before so we'll see how that goes I don't know if that's playing into my into my running struggles lately I would really say it's probably not because after this long you know I've, I've still been running I ran a 50k with this tear right so it's not really impeding my running too much but it's really just the cramps and and the sensation of fatigue and just it doesn't feel right and you know the fact that you know my leg has buckled a few times um if I'm not being careful so I just don't want to end up getting hurt even worse so that's kind of what's going on in my running life right now um I've still been you know maintaining with like my speed work and things like that um now with the colder temperatures it's a lot easier for Piper to get out there and run um, she does a lot better in the cooler temperatures. I think any dog really would, unless you're a chihuahua or something and you have no fur. <laughs> but uh, it's been good. So I've been doing increasing my distances a little bit now. Uh, 5K seems to be kind of the minimum of what I'm doing. Before, you know, I'd, I'd be happy with just doing like a, 
a high intensity like 2k run or intervals or something like that so um piper's been out for a couple 10k runs and whatnot so that's been really good um you know this is almost like a an off season every year october november even going into december i kind of take it a little bit easier and then january i start to kind of ramp things up again um still being very consistent with my with my running per week i'm you know averaging maybe 20 25 kilometers a week which is what i've been doing all year and and that's that's good i'm happy with that um and next year you know we'll we'll just keep running and see where it goes i don't really have any plans right now off the top of my head for next year but uh i am excited to kind of do this uh creatine experiment on myself to see how that goes so um you know i'll use up the whole tub of creatine that i do buy and and we'll go from there and i'll I'll keep notes and and charts and stuff like that and we can share that in future episodes to see what kind of improvements i'm able to make um and then you know once that tub of creatine is gone we'll see if i'm going to carry on with it or not or who knows we'll see anyways guys listen this is just going to be a bit of a shorter show um keep your eyes open for the coach jeff episode which will be coming up with the next week or two and again the north american can across episode got a few other guests that are in the works we're trying to get them booked in so and if you have any ideas for guests or suggestions again just let us know really appreciate you guys listening um it really means the world to us and from here sitting inside my ambulance while i record this i'm going to wish you all the very best of days and to run wild catch you next week hey everyone thanks so much for listening to trail tales arp if you like our show please help us out by subscribing to our show so you don't miss any new episodes also by leaving us a review and please visit trailtalesarp.com where you can get even more content you can also follow us on Instagram at trail underscore tales underscore ARP on Facebook at trail tales ARP. See you next week.